from drive-bys to people trying to pursue their passion in music to even things getting busted at the end. Stay tuned. We're going to talk about Wu-Tang and American Saga. Episode one. Can it be also simple? You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. What's going on, y'all? Thanks for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. We're going to talk Wu-Tang. I'm your lovely and grateful host, <laughs> Chef Beans. <laughs> and to my left, we have the lovely... Kitty Kaboom, baby. I don't know that I've ever had a man describe himself as lovely. Me chef. neither. That's the first time I've ever described myself as lovely. When it came out, I was like, oh, wait. I guess I am kind of lovely. <laughs> it's Chef Beans with the Mental Cuisine. And yes, this first episode is called Can It Be All So Simple? Kitty, what are your thoughts on this first episode? I was impressed. Okay. I was looking forward to this, and it did not disappoint. Um, I think there was... It definitely left me wanting more. Right. So that's always a sign of a good show. Yeah. That I watched and was just like, oh, gosh, what is about to go down? Like, it was definitely um, not a whole lot of twists and turns. Everything ve- seemed very um, upfront and straightforward. And right. I like that, too. Like, set it all up for me and then let me knock it down. Like, don't put too much in the mix already. Right. So, yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed following what was happening, at least in this first episode. I thought it was a great introduction. Yeah, I enjoyed this episode a lot. And though Wu-Tang has nine characters, I like how they had them kind of drizzle throughout the show. You don't mm-hmm. know exactly who they are unless you're, like, a fan of the group. Right. But I really liked the character placement. I liked the drama that they added to it in... Just everything, the thrill. So, I mean, let's jump right into talking about the characters. The first character who's, like, the lead character. He drives the boat. Yeah, yes, yeah, he is, definitely um, drives the whole show. Bobby. Bobby yes, Bobby, a.k.a., which we don't know yet, Rizza. <laughs> so how do you feel about Bobby? I love him. I love him, love him, love him. And it's funny because without even being able to say, like, I knew it was Rizza. You know what I mean? Like, right. literally within the first 10 minutes, I was like, oh, yeah. His demeanor, just the way that he moves, the fact that he's obsessed with music. Like he said, it plays in his head. Can't even control it. He's always just lost in the music. And the fact that he's just even killed. Like, everybody else is so rah-rah. Right. You know, New Yorkers. Right. I mean, I'm from these, come from D.C. and spent a lot of time. I lived in New York. And it's always about, like, bigger than life. Yo, what did you talk? I'm from New York. Like, I'm from Brooklyn. They got to represent to the fullest. So I like the fact that he's kind of under the radar. Like, look, I'm just trying to make good music. Yeah. You know what I mean? And keep the peace. I don't yeah. want no problems. I like what you said about keep the peace because we see that we're in Staten Island and we have two different projects. We have Stableton and we have Park Hill. Mm-hmm. The guys from Killer Park Hill. Hill. Yes, Killer Hill, which we saw across down the show. The guys in Park Hill, we have RZA and, of course... Well, they, I don't know if they called them Ray Sean, which we know is going to be Ray Kwan eventually. Mm-hmm. And in Stapleton, we have, who is it? Uh, it's Dennis. Yeah. Yes, yeah. he's not introduced as right. you know, Ghostface. Yes. Slim. Yes. Or D. And we kind of start the D episode loves. off with, we seeing Dennis being somewhat of a big brother. You know, he's taking care of his brother who both have, you know, mental illnesses with his mom being a drunk. How did you feel about that scene and how that all transpired? I loved the scene. Okay. I also loved later down the line, I don't mean to get ahead of myself, but I like the fact that they set it up to show that he does have a softer side. Right. Because had they not introduced that part of who he is, I don't think I would have ever assumed that he even knew how to be nice. Right, He's or a any mean compassion, dude, yeah. yo. He just go around 
bee slapping people, bitch slapping and taking names and whooping that. Like he's not a very nice human being. Right. So it's good to know that at least his family gets his admiration and love and caring. He has so much patience with two brothers that are obviously um, physically um, challenged. Right. You know, that, that said a lot about um, the dichotomy of the human spirit because, you yeah. know, you could write him off as either because he's so entrenched in both. Yeah. So I like the fact that they showed me a little bit of both. I'm just real glad they showed me the softer side because I was like, dang, why he's so yeah. mad? Yeah, I kind of saw, <laughs> I kind of saw, like, I like how they introduced that compassion in him. Yeah. But at the same time, we see that Bobby, I don't want to call him Rizzy yet. We see yeah. that Bobby is kind of at a crossroad role because he has one friend who lives there taking care of his his brothers and right. his family. Then he has another friend who doesn't like Stapleton who shot up the crib. And, and his allegiance to him is because they go way they're back. They're sandbox. And his sandbox allegiance to the other day. one is through the connection with his brother Divine, who we get introduced to later. And with this whole scene, I kind of like how he wasn't really picking sides. You can tell he just has like a very soft Inter heart. You and know it's I mean? an internal conflict, right? Yeah. Like he has a soft heart. He's a good dude. You can clearly tell he got his head on straight. You know what I mean? He's focused on music and all the rest of this is kind of like white noise that right. he has to deal with because of the circumstances of his living right. um, arrangements. But I did really like the fact that, uh, again, that they showed that. And I, I like the fact that, um, what am I trying to say? That he didn't, like you said, pick sides, yeah. but you could tell there was still an internal conflict. Right. Like there was a part of him that was just like, cause he, he, when his brother asked him, like, you know anything about this shooting yeah. or when anybody asked him anything, he's like, yeah, no, nah, I don't know what's up. Like he ain't do nothing. Da, 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 da. Just right. trying to keep the peace. And prior to that, even Rashawn putting the gun, leaving the gun at his house, right. that put him in a deeper crossroad because you can tell at this point he has a very hard time standing up for himself. Like, mm -hmm. people just kind of tell him what to do or he's always at this crossroad to where he doesn't really know which side to pick. So after the gun was basically dropped off at his house, his brother, Divine, who we get introduced, interrogates him. He's still at this, like, blank face trying to cover for his friend. Right. Now, let's talk about Divine, the big brother, mm -hmm. the breadwinner of the family. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about that character? I don't care for him. <laughs> okay. Tell me more. He's Tell not more. my favorite at okay. all. Um, and that has a lot to do with just how he moves. You know what I mean? I get it. His whole thing is, listen, we got to keep the lights on. I pay the rent around here. Mommy, our our siblings, everybody is relying on me to kind of steer the ship and make sure that things are taken care of. Right. If I'm pinched, then that means that you got you to gotta step it up. But I guess what I just don't like the fact that he tries to dissuade his brother from pursuing his dreams you know right. he learns that he loves music and he's just like yeah that's cute you know what I mean like that's a dream we don't deal with dreams around these parts right. we deal with reality and the reality is bills gotta get paid so you need to get yourself together and get your head right and I just feel like, you know, as artists ourselves, we can appreciate the fact that I'm sure there maybe there was nobody in your family. I won't say I'm sure right. of that. But I'm sure there's someone in your life it, early on when you told them, this is what I want to do. Yeah. I want to move to Los Angeles. I want to pursue this dream. They were side-eyeing you like, word, that's what you're going to do. Right. You I know? mean, and think about how common that happens because it's un... It's uncommon for that percentage of people to succeed. So exactly. when people are used to a certain norm, they deem that as life. But you see that... Bobby is just kind of like, no, this is what I'm into. I mm -hmm. need the SP 1200. Right. Can you invest into right, me? Right. And his brother's like, basically get rid of those hoop dreams. So we kind of get a, a good depiction of who Divine is. But mm -hmm. you see, he's still running things and he sends them over to, or I'm sorry, before we get to right, him let's sending them over. Let's not jump ahead. Um, at the, when they were in the Chinese store. Yeah. 
we see another character, you know, who has a very traditional Wu-Tang character who we know is RZA and Bobby's cousin, who is... ODB. Right. And you mm-hmm. see he's very just like... He's a nut job. <laughs> you got to love ODB. You got to, because this, this guy is the same guy from day one. Like, right. not that any of them kind of strayed from who they are and their personalities necessarily, but ODB was always so much bigger than life. Like, just as being... Can you imagine if he was exposed to the kind of technology and the things that he could have oh, done? Be crazy. His videos would be nuts. His <laughs> costumes would be crazy. Like, all of that you knew was in him. He's super creative, but he was always short. Like, he's harmless. You know what I mean? He's not coming for nobody. He's not trying to fight nobody. I have yet to see him even hold a piece of crack rock. So I don't know if he's out there hustling, but I know one thing for sure. If he's around, somebody's going to crack, you know what I mean? Yeah. Start laughing because he's the goofball of the group. Yeah, and he, I love that uh, his personality comes through like that. Everything. And yeah, I'm very happy that they're just sprinkling him in because from like past research, we see that he wasn't even fully into music at the beginning. Exactly. You know what I mean? So we have him and then we skip to Ellis Island or the Statue of Liberty mm-hmm. where we see they're trying to make, basically see what's going on with the drop off and make sure they pick up money. And the manager just so happens to be Shotgun, a.k.a. Method Man. Method Man. Because we see him transition later to dropping music over at Bobby's house. For sure. I like how, at this point, they didn't tell us anybody's names yet. I like that, too. I like that, too. So we have to kind of figure it out. Right. They're just regular, you know, boys from Staten Island at this point. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I really enjoyed that. But before we continue, do you have anything that you want to say to the people? I've always got something I want to say to the people. First and foremost, we love you. And we mean that very sincerely. We couldn't do this without you. We have quite honestly become the ESPN of TV Talk, and we're super proud of that. But we couldn't possibly do it without your participation. So please, if you're checking us out right now, give us five stars. Give us a thumbs up. Get in our comments. We would love to have a conversation with you. Megan is in our comments right now. Just Wu-Tang, Wu-Tang. Okay, Megan. I see you, baby. Yes, so we love that energy. We'd love to have more of it. We really enjoy being here. We're super grateful for it, and we can't get enough of you. So keep coming back. Make sure you give us the props we need to keep us moving, and we'll do the best we can to keep you motivated as well. Yes, that was that was beautiful. Thank you. So before we transition off characters, who were we introduced to? We got we got Bobby D. Obviously, who's RZA? RZA, ODB, ODB, Shaw, Shaw. Who's uh? Who is Shaw? Shaw, uh, Rashawn or wait, Rashawn. Uh, he's um Rayquan. Rayquan, Rayquan the, the chef. chef. Nice. The one who's sleeping on the roof. We, that's Rayquan. Right. Okay. That did him dirty with the shotgun. Yes. Slim or Dennis D Love. Yes. Who's a Ghostface Killer? Ghostface Killer. Devon. Devon. He's he's the uh the older brother. And then we have uh well, Power. Well, who's Power. Uh, no, Shotgun. Shotgun is um. Method Man from Meth, right, yes. right, right. That's what we have so far. And yeah, mm-hmm. the older brother Devon, you could tell he's more so the money man. We gotta pay close attention to him. So now let's transition to music. How do you think music is connecting all these guys together? You know what I think is very interesting, and I like how they've done this since it is a scripted, <clears throat> excuse me, project, and it doesn't rely just just on the facts. It kind of intertwines a storyline in there right. too. Um, I really like the fact that they make sure. Well, Bobby D. It goes without saying. Like we find him in the studio down in the basement. That's where he starts. That's where right. he finishes. Like he spends the majority of his time there because, as he shared with his chess buddy, music is always in my head. Right. That's what I'm always doing. I get lost in it, and that's beautiful that they've established him as that. Yeah. But I also like, like, uh, when they, like, like, I like the fact that, sorry, I sounded ignorant. I like the fact that when they showed his brother in jail, 
the cats that were like kind of coming for him in terms of like we're from different uh, projects, so we got beef with you, whether we in or we out. Instead of just being like, I'm going to see you later. I'm right. going to do this to you. I'm gonna... it's, there weren't any threats. He just literally stood up and freestyled. I thought right. that was crazy. Like, right. even in the midst of all this ridiculousness, somehow music finds its way in. So I do like the fact that they've kept that as kind of a part of the um, storytelling process. And to sh- kind of highlight the fact that this is where it all began. This right. was long before Atlanta was on the map. East West Coast hadn't mm-hmm. even played their hand yet. Right. You know what I mean? It started in Boogie Down Bronx. We all know that, hip-hop heads. Right. But Staten Island definitely made their mark, and this was the very beginning of the beginning. Yeah. So to see that music infuses itself somehow throughout the storyline, or at least they make mention of it to kind of give you some relatively in terms of how it connected them all, yeah. I think it's super important. I hate that Dennis is so like, that was a pipe dream, sit your butt down, you ain't got no business doing, you know what I mean? He yeah. really tries to deflect, but now that he's locked up, he can't do nothing and, you know, his man, his brother knows that he has to still contribute to family bills and so forth, yeah. but at least he can kind of hide away, for lack of a better term, kind of like steal away and get those moments still in the basement and and yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, I guess like those moments of peace. What I really enjoy about music, especially in this episode, um, I saw a sign recently. I don't know if it was by Bob Marley or someone, but it said, music is what love sounds like. Mm. Something of that magnitude. And as you brought up, you see whether in jail or whether it's the random dude who's the manager at the Statue of Liberty right. and now in the basement. Or even, I just got done shooting up somebody's house, but play that beat again. Yeah, You know, it's yeah. like, you can see that at the core of everything, music is really what brings them alive. It driving yeah. force, right? It really was bring. It really what. It, it's really what brings them alive. And Bobby D is really trying to hold on to that. Mm-hmm. You know, like with, with so much grace, because we see the flashback to when he had to go to North Carolina. You know, with his uncle or the older person, and when he was afraid. His uncle, I believe, what's his, his uncle or grandpa? No, it's his uncle okay. and his aunt. His, his uncle, aunt okay. beat his butt. Right. And, and his it, uncle seems like a sweetheart. So his uncle just kind of tell him that, you know, the biggest nation is your imagination. Love so basically that. hold on to like that spirit. And you can see he kept holding on to that. So I know I've even found myself a product, not necessarily a product of my environment, but growing up in the inner city and looking around just kind of like, no, there's more to this. Like mm-hmm. There has to be another equation of success besides just getting money, you know, the legal way that clearly has the same outcome. Right. So I like how they portrayed that. And I'm like, through all of this, like calamity, or as we can see, like everyone's hustling. Like, right. Because I got to hustle to keep food on the table. I still got to hold on to what lights me up. Amen. You know, like, yes. you know, like, like I really like how they portrayed that and portrayed the black man who's like, no, everyone from the inner city isn't, you know, into A that. killer or menacing or destructive. Exactly. Right. We can hold dear to our imagination and our value system and still come out on type dis- top despite uh, society's best efforts to keep us down. Right. Yeah, it's dope. Yeah, like, so I, I really, I really appreciated that. And just even what you brought up as far as like his, his aunt, Beating his ass, right? Man, she stayed in that nigga. Like, nothing. Like, like, he leave the light on? Relax, because lady. He, because he left the light on. But even with that, that was a trigger for me because I think about, you know, when it comes to kids getting getting beat. And this isn't an inner city thing. It's like, period. But yeah. that plays a, a role in trauma 
down the line no like th- those things like that so it's like even with those things being torn up in him the same thing that basically broke him down is the thing that built him up how about you know it and isn't that usually the case though yeah, with everybody if you're caught with anybody exactly you're coddled you're given the best of everything you're never told you're wrong you're never reprimanded for any of your infractions you're not gonna know what it means to actually rise above right you can't there's nothing to rise above it's literally handed right. to you but given poor circumstances or people treating you improperly or <clears throat> excuse me unfortunately that will turn itself around if you're that person you know what i mean to be able to see the difference between what has been done to me and what i can do for myself right to get myself out of these circumstances and for most of us at least for black folks it's been my experience that that's what helps us to rise above right. like we aren't given much of anything we have to make a way and it's usually through art which we can see yes. they're using music sounds rhythm that raw grittiness even though even when like they brought up meth and uh, ghosts were both like having their little argument. He's right. like, "Well, I'm more gritty." He's like, "Well, no, I can talk about anything. I can talk about girls. I'm versatile." There's a lot of different angles and perspective that you can use with art because art is subjective. Exactly. I just like how it just placed all of them together. But we see Divine is still, you know, the one who's kind of like whatever with those hoop dreams, that dreamy right, right. stuff. So the transition to the last topic, survival. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about survival and how it played a role in this first episode? Well, I think they're all basically surviving. Even the mom. And right. shout out to Erica Alexander, right. by the way. Right. Big ups to you. I'm so happy to see you working. Not to say, I mean, I know about your graphic novels. I'm a huge fan of yours. So I follow you and I know you're doing amazing things. So I don't mean to minimize like you haven't been doing nothing and now you're acting. I'm just glad to see you back on the screen. It's a beautiful thing. I think you're a great actress. So I say that to say Bobby D's mom, yes. Erica <clears throat> Excuse me, Erica Alexander. Even she has shown that there's a struggle there. There's an overcoming that needs to happen. There's a, um, what's the word we used? You just said it. I'm sorry. Survival. I got survival yes. element that exists with all of them. She's working a double. She knows that she has to care for her kids. And she knows what her son does for a living. So right. even that is part of her own survival. Yeah. The fact that she's turning a blind eye and kind of making him like kind of the savior enabling. of the fat. Oh, it's totally yeah. enabling. It's completely. Yeah. And I think it's unfortunate. Fortunate, I'm choosing my words carefully here because I don't want to put nobody on blast. I most certainly am not here to judge. You know, as a mother myself, I don't know how I would handle if my son was coming home with so much money. I mean, am I going to pretend like I don't see that? Right. Am I going to because that's contributing to that detriment, yeah, right? Or am I going to be like, you can't bring that in my house? Get out, you know. And now I got my baby, 16 years old, living on the streets, but hustling and making a way. It's just, it's a very interesting line to walk and 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 parents you know they so they're surviving too without his help would she be able to make it with three kids right you know what i mean so a part of her is like if i don't pretend that this is something other than what it is then that might be detrimental for my family i gotta survive absolutely this cat is living up on the roof unbeknownst to any of his friends you know what I mean? That, there's a lot of survival going on. There's a lot. And Bobby D, even, yes, he has a roof over his head. He got people looking out for him, all of that. But he's surviving as a result of his love of music. Let's yeah. be clear. No, absolutely. That drives him completely. Absolutely. Because we can see that aggressiveness, that malice, that rage that usually exists inside of, you know, the, I'm not going to say the stereo. Let's say the, 
the most common inner city person who's like really aggressive out there. Like you can tell that doesn't exist inside of him. So he's trying mm-hmm. to use music as his survival. Then we have um, Dennis mm-hmm. who is taking care of three people, his mom and his two brothers, but is still heavily involved in the streets and right. he's doing whatever he got to do to survive to be, you know, a Staten Island dude, still flashy. He got his girl, everything like that. Transitioning to Raekwon or Rashawn, whatever they're calling right now, right. transitioning to him. You can see he's definitely not playing both sides. Yeah. But Bobby D is still his his boy at the end of the day. So he just kind of like. He has "Eh." an allegiance there. He has an allegiance and, of course, attached to like Park Hill. Mm -hmm. Like he has an allegiance to that. So he's doing whatever he got to do to survive. Even if he got to shoot up somebody's house with their family being there. But now let's get to Divine. Like you said, the older, the big brother. Right. He's kind of overseeing everything because he has his hands heavily involved involved with the top dogs where he's trying to get keys and x y and z mm-hmm. but he also has a brother who's expressing a passion and he's very black and white about it he's not even exactly. trying to take the time to just be in his thoughts because he's like no everything is black and white everything is survival mode and i think that's why this episode is titled can it be also simple because it's not simple for At anyone all right there's irony it's not, it's not simple for anyone and they're in, and they're around the high school age yeah you know besides Devon they're all like typically 17 18 you know yeah that's a lot yeah that's a lot so in order to survive not just life in general you have to deal with the like you're literally surviving on a day to day basis putting one foot in front of the other not knowing what is to come I mean this cat thought he was doing the damn thing he's running his whole little enterprise um, and next thing you know he pinched you know what I mean now he's locked up and he's not even sweat excuse me sweating getting out his whole thing is make sure you just stay the course I'm appointing you. I'm putting yeah. you in charge because he knows what it is. Yeah. His mom ain't got no money for a lawyer. Right. It's going to take a minute. But he got caught on. Like they said, he's looking at a 20-year bid. Right. So to think that he's going to just ease out of there just so that he can say I'm out and I'm running things from the outside as opposed to the inside, he still has a handle on everything from the inside. So why press it out? Right. He thinks, you know, he's that guy anyway, right? Like he doesn't get daunted by situations. Dude try to press him off the phone. What do you do? Turn around and clock this yeah. cat. Like he don't, he's not going for the okie doke. Yeah. He's, uh, he's very bother but you could tell everyone's like especially like the mom like she's affected because not just because her son is locked up mm-hmm. but now it's a financial burden on her too and bobby d is kind of forced to step up because it's kind of like what are you going to do now exactly I'm, t- I'm 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 locked up this is what no this is what i need you to do right, i'm not right, right. asking you to do this you got to step up because this is a family business mm-hmm. this is how we survive and i think it's kind of funny that they had the italians in a restaurant too yeah because they're like i, I don't know i thought about like godfather you know family or first sopranos. Type. sopranos like everything is family right like, at the end of the day it doesn't matter Everything is family name. So I don't know if that was like a little Easter egg or something. I think so. And I like it. You know, like I was just kind of like, that's cool. And we see what happened at the end of the episode as far as now both parties kind of collide because you have Park Hill Mm -hmm. and Stapleton where we have Dennis who just lifting up crates and he see this freaking giant gun. That was crazy, I'm like, whoa. Like, why wouldn't you put it someplace else, bro? And you see he's he's ready for action. Oh, my goodness. What? He got the nerve. Wait, how about when they got to the gym, to the supplier's <laughs> house and a Jamaican tried to take it from him? He had the nerve to snatch the gun back and try right. to punk him. Like, right, look, they what? have all type of artillery in here. If they wanted you right, gone, you, you would have been gone, bro. His, he a little too bravado. Relax, yeah. okay, yeah. little skinny man. Just calm down. Right, right. But I mean, it's 
it, it happens a lot when you get your first like gun in the inner city. Oh, like yeah. I, I like it's it's just something that like gives you that that like, you just yes. feeling. Like look, like I'm probably like like Bishop and Juice, like yo, like no, this is mine now. Right. That's what I felt when I saw him kind of lift the crazy. He's like, no, this is mine now. He's like. Okay, it's yours. <laughs> right, Could like, you have a gun? Exactly. Cool, but cool. you can see he's still like, I gotta do something with this music. I I I can't let it go. Exactly. But if it can all be so simple, it would be simple. But, <laughs> but it's that not, ain't how life is. That ain't that ain't life is. Yeah, and it's we, just a we don't live of, in up to uptown Manhattan. We ain't in the upper yeah echelon of the society. We got to make it work with whatever we can. No, absolutely. I'm curious to see what happens the next couple of episodes because by the next one, the next after show, we'll be all the way caught up and we could just talk about everything. But let's move into the segments. Let's special segments oh special segments i can do that so we're calling our special segments moving up first of all we're doing a top three and we're doing special segments so the top three i will get into right now our top three this week is um our top three what i was about to say it is focused on the top three or our favorite we'll say our favorite um singles from wu-tang clan collaboratively not individually so as a group Number three, Killer Bees comes in at number three. Because who doesn't love Killer Bees? That joint cranks. Uh, number two, Protect Your Neck. Come on, man. Protect Your Neck. We all know that. We That's a classic. We all know that. And this was before, like, I mean, music videos was out, but we didn't have any of the technology that we had today. And it still did numbers that rival right. today's artists. Yeah, and people are still talking about it, like, till this day. Like, to you can day. still hear a person say, yo, make sure you protect your neck. Like, all everything day, like that. yes. So it was it's a staple. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It is a... Um, it's a catchphrase that we love. Yeah. And then, come on. Number one is, I'm sure all y'all know, cream, get the money, dollar, dollar, dollar bill, bill y'all. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's what's up. The Italians will be back. Levi Ben Yuda. I'm sure I'm saying that wrong. I apologize. But he said the Italians, yeah, we didn't think they was going anywhere. I think that's kind of dope how they've intertwined the storylines, yeah. as you said. And it kind of speaks to family. It might just be an Easter egg, and I like it or not, a lot. It's, it's a good... Uh, somebody else says, DJ Fresh Beats number 100 says the series is dope. It's dope. Whether Perfect. Well put. Do they have any more questions before we transition out? Um, No, just people putting in their two cents. I appreciate that. This is the best format for the clan. Okay. I think it's a great format. I think it speaks volumes to their abilities. I can't wait to see what they do with it. No, absolutely. Do you have any predictions about the... Well, since episode one, two, and three came out, do you mm-hmm. have any predictions on two and three? <laughs> I don't know the predictions would be the word I would use because I don't, I mean, I know obviously Wu-Tang and, yeah. but I'm not like, I'm a fan. Let's just put it that way. That's why I'm here. I promise you. I'm not going to disappoint y'all. I'm going to come correct. But I did not I did not closely follow them the way I did maybe other groups. So I don't really want to taint it by making any predictions. I'll just say that I think that Bobby D is going to be able to get out from under his uh, brother's thumb. Okay. And that I think his brother is probably going to be like, you know, I ain't see this coming, bro. Right. Like now I'm a f- I, th- I see him becoming a fan. Okay. Begrudgingly. Right. I don't think he's just going to flip. Like he don't seem that type to be like, today I'm telling you, man, forget them dreams. And tomorrow when you make it big, like, oh. <gasps> Nigga, can right. I? Can you spot me a hundred grand? Right, right. I don't see that, but he probably like side eye and I'm like, yeah, you did good. You, right. I like the music. It's deep. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like giving him his little bit of props. I agree. I think um, a quick prediction that I think to speak about certain characters. I think something with Stapleton and Park Hill, like mm-hmm. they're going to start clashing more. I see that happening, and I also see 
more characters being introduced here and there musically. Okay. Like, I think they're going to lean more into music. I don't know if it's going to come from them trying to get money to get the vine out, and then I just kind of like, look, this is our only option. Mm -hmm. But I see the music elevation taking place, whether it's investing into certain equipment or whatever. I see Bobby D just kind of being like, this is my only option. Right. Like, I, I, I see that very close in the near future, but I mean... Just it's time to wrap it up. We just want to say thanks for coming out. Um, I'm your moderator, <laughs> Chef Beans, and you can find me on all social media platforms at Chef underscore Beans with the Z. And where can they find you? <laughs> I'm on social media IG at Kitty Kaboom K I T T I E K A B O O M. Facebook is Kitty Kali, and Twitter is Kitty Meow. Okay, perfect. Well, I mean. Thank you all for coming out. And <laughs> Stop we... saying that like it's a club. Oh, yeah. Thank you for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in. Coming out. I'm sorry. I, 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 I thought I saw them like right there. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> Go throw up the woo. Woo. Tang. Woo. Tang. See y'all next nice. week. <laughs> Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.